0: God. We're back. Oh my God. This is the most exciting moment of the podcast when we start and then it's all quiet tones and down yeah. here. You're You got it locked on the video game hour. I'm Tavi. I'm Youssef. And who do we have here, man? We got a special guest. Yes. Please introduce yourself.
1: I am Sean Alexander Allen. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Sean Alexander <laughs> Allen. I'm trying to make a big deal. Sean and Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Sean uh, is a game maker, a game player. Uh, born and raised New Yorker, so we gotta show love for all of those legs of the stool. I don't know how to put it. Um, how do you guys? How do you guys know each other? I think we just met
1: through video game functions, like maybe Indicate or something like that. Yeah, or, and, and Twitter. Twitter yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I go searching for like black and brown people on the internet to to know who they are. because like there aren't a whole lot of people, so it's like. I wanna know all the people that are making things so that I can when people are like, Oh, who
0: are these people? I'm like, Oh here you go, you wanna know people? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The the classic example of what makes Twitter so awesome is like a proper networking network of people, easy to meet. Yeah,
1: it's a good network, and then um, you know you establish that, and then once we see each other in real life, we're always like, you know, all right, all the black game people got to like stick together. Stick at these, the, yeah, <laughs> this at already easy limited pool of people. <laughs> you know, you, you concur, you concur, you 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 huddle off. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and uh, it, it makes things go a little smoother. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's got to be a tough, very narrow world out there. Games are already narrow as a boys club, but then it's definitely uh, not the most uh, hospitable zone for diversity in general. Actually, Sean and I, we ended up right before the podcast having a couple of connections um, through your old time. You were at Rockstar, right? Yeah. So you were doing... What were you doing at Rockstar? I was doing...
2: I was hired a gameplay capture artist, which is like making... Trailers, but I was doing the video side of it, but then that ended up bleeding into uh, like we had to do these little web clips for like the GTA 4 PC release where you had you could uh, use a replay editor oh, to nice. make videos, like make your own little movie. Sweet. So then I became an editor on those pieces and I would be an assistant editor with the editors to try to make sure that our footage was awesome. And then also did VO for pedestrians, I wrote some pedestrians for like LA Noir. I'm in Red Dead and GTA Four. Oh, nice! <laughs> I found myself in both of them and killed myself mercilessly. That's awesome. Who were you?
0: Could we recognize your your shouts in yeah. either
2: of those yet? Yeah. There's there's like this like I don't know their their peds are really deep. Yeah. There's this like dude who's going back to school for engineering, and you can find him in the area where Brucey lives. Oh my in, gosh! Uh, nice. GTA Four. And I remember being there, and like it was I I, I had stopped traffic, and I heard don't make me late for school. And I was just like, who said that? And I just pulled out my gun on every driver. And then I heard my voice come out of one of them. And I let him say some stuff before I kill him. One of my best friends is a homeless guy. And he says like, I knew I shouldn't eat that pigeon. And I was just like, ah, that's funny. He ended up killing me, which is funny. Like he just punched me. And I had like no money. I had like a dollar or something. It was funny. Uh, And then in Red Dead, i'm like this i'm like this cowboy who has like a white hat with like a feather in it <laughs> up in the north and because i was playing good john marston like i found him by accident because he was ro- he was with a bunch of other gang members robbing a stagecoach Oh, I had, to, I had to stop that
0: all right of course
2: um, but he, he lives to be in undead nightmare so i got to do more more vo so
0: that's cool fucking rad dude you have like
1: you have vo specifically to the dlc
2: yeah, yeah, that's funny. yeah. They recorded yeah. like that's how deep they are with their stuff. Is they re-recorded <laughs> new dialogue for that because he's because there's like people on top of the building shooting down, so he's one of those people. That's so cool. Like you can like because there's not many pedestrians that lived like specific because they all have like names. Although I think my dudes was just like generic black <laughs> criminal. 03. And once
0: again, yeah. the industry fucking. Splashes. Yeah, well, that's just everybody. Everybody's yeah.
2: like Mexican, generic,
0: blah blah. blah. And I know that's a problem with the VO industry, even outside of games, too. Like, I used to work in casting for TV and radio, uh, and, like, it was so funny because, like, the casting calls themselves are, like, the most blindly, like, just, like, sorry, not blindly, transparently racist shit ever. You've got these, like, incredibly big brackets that are very well articulated for all the sort of, like, leading white characters, and either the it's VO, too, so it's, like, hilarious to call out color, but there's a sound, obviously, that we can associate, and it, like, gets sort of caricatured and, like, stuck to groups, so you have these, like, incredibly broadly described pathos driven like you know audition sheets for like these white characters and they'll have a whole separate day for like white leads and then all of a sudden it's like yeah we'll just need like afro-american mm-hmm. male young sounding would be nice Urban. let's get an asian american mm-hmm. let's get a mexican and yeah. it's just like oh, yeah.
2: although i mean it's just for pedestrians that's just there's so many of them there's just and so many people have yeah. to write all of them so it's like you have to can't have names for everybody but they all have like like, the GTA ones had way more, like, way bigger backstories. I like, think it was weird, because were... Yeah. I think there were, like, three pedestrians per character model. Like, oh, wow. there were three different characters. That's nice. So, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Because, That's like, cool. there could be three different sets of voices that would come from a character. Because all the characters, I think, would have different... Like, their shirts or whatever would change color. Because they were just, like, this, like... Either they have a hat, or, yeah. like, like, the homeless guy might have a pot on his head, or a sign on his... And those different... Uh, FX would be like, okay, well, this is this one. This guy's gonna sound like this. Cool. So they they were very good at using limited resources to, but they still recorded three different versions. So you would never quite know who you were running into. That's super that's, that's super deep. That's yeah. how you get like ninety characters out of thirty character models.
0: Yeah, it's also yeah, it makes the city sort of come alive. In yeah, some weird way. I mean, I still have memories of some of the very specific like. Shout-outs from pedestrians on the street from all the way back in like the older GTA games. It definitely becomes like a part of the character that Yeah, you, Yeah. And so actually, Sean, you're also a game maker, right? So you're working on a game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah,
2: I'm working on a game called Treachery Beatdown City, which uh, was funded on Kickstarter back in 2014. I'm <laughs> a little late with it.
0: Yeah, it uh, happens with all the best of them. 2015
2: right? was a weird year, so I kind of didn't do a lot of development on it. I don't know. And I'm like the uses pixel art primarily. It's like a throwback to Brawlers, but also more like a throwback to what I think Brawlers feel like, uh, what fighting means, and like like the stuff of like Double Dragon being like an '80s like Mm. dystopia, yeah, in, in New York by like Japanese creators. Like I'm just like no, but I grew up in '80s. 80s dystopia, New York. So, uh, like, so this is like bringing it back, like saying, like, well, now we're in 2000s dystopia, New York. Uh, The president Barack Obama has been kidnapped. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The billionaire Mike Moneybag Mayor guy is uh has run for a a illegal fourth term. Amazing. The president's in a third term that everyone wanted. They wanted him to have a third term, but the mayor like. Had like, it's really weird because I'm starting to see like story elements that I've been writing, like bleeding into current politics. Like, yeah, I was like, gonna say, our mayor, the mayor in the game, based Bloomberg, on a yeah. real 30 billionaire mayor, except in our game, because of like riots and stuff that would happen because he was stealing a fourth election, uh, there were, there were cops that were uh extra violent towards these protesters, and those cops like lost their jobs because of that, but then they were hired as private security oh for the God. mayor. Mm. And also, in our story, our mayor is a little bit more fiscally responsible than <laughs> de Blasio because when the president gets kidnapped by Ninja Dragon terrorists, the, uh, best. This
0: is the, most amazing. the
2: mayor says, the president's not our responsibility. So instead of putting all of the police force on, looking for him, which is kind of dubious, like, why wouldn't you try to help the government? find? He stops everything and says, until I get money from the government, from the federal government I'm not doing anything About this Oh shit And that's dude. really dubious But also it's like It's kind of cool Not to be asking New Yorkers to fit the bill For the- Yeah
0: man <laughs> There's so many elements and I'm, I'm just like that, I'm, I'm
2: freaking out Like cause I'm
0: just like How am I Foretelling the future <laughs> that's, I mean that's incredible man I'm hearing like I'm hearing like Escape from New York meets Double Dragon meets fucking Ford's 1970s view on New York. There's a lot of shit going on there. I yeah, the, like it.
2: The, the theme music for the game like, was the first thing I purchased uh, from this uh, chiptune artist uh, for Inverse Phase. He's really well-known in the community, but he, uh, one of the things was I, I, I cut together a slowed-down version of the Escape from New York theme mixed with something else, to be like, and I cut that to like the imagery that I had already drawn for it. So that was kind of a little bit of the vibe. And there's also like mm-hmm. a a map of the world that I drew because it was about like the world and like financial decline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's how the president gets kidnapped. He comes to to East Fulton and he nice. gets kidnapped uh, during a talk at the UN. Uh, but so like the map of the world that I drew looks just like the map of like New York in in, uh, in Escape from New York. That's like super. that whole weird. Neon coloring, yep. like jagged grid. Exactly. Right, I like
1: strategies. that that you're both taking homage, obviously, but also nailing that authenticity part of it that is missing from a lot of the '80s and '90s like fiction that talks about New York, like mm-hmm. you're talking about. Because yeah. they're not coming from New York. So it's like, like, how are some of the ways that you've kind of brought in like your own your own upbringing and your own like uh-huh. history of New York into the game?
2: Well, yeah. One of the first things I was like, I wanted to. Make sure that the cast were very respective of Black and Brown people. <laughs> so, like, the um, first person you play as is a Puerto Rican woman, and nice. then, like, you're 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 meeting all the people, but we wanted you to meet the Puerto Rican lady first, like, because like, there's so many just that's New York as fuck, man. I, yeah, and like, <laughs> and then like, 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 and their stories are like very multi layered, and uh, I I just try to put like I don't know little little touches of. I use a lot of Google Maps and I like take stuff but I take buildings that go together that make more sense to me and say like okay well like this check cashing place will be in there next to like a porn store yeah, and like actually go out and be but not like be Hmm. like weirdly like this is what a porn store might look like this is like no this is actually an image of one that doesn't exist because it was in the Lower East Side like five years ago and now it's not there because yeah everything's just being removed Um, I put like you know learn guitar things I look nice, at all the, the I look at all the poster <laughs> the poster like layering like and try to come up with little brands and stuff and just try to add a little bit of that element of decay mm-hmm. that and like and just that like it's there's not all these buildings there's like buildings and there's like gates with vines on them and then there's like a lot of construction and so I tried to uh, yeah give that like the bit of the decay with a little bit of the and then and then like a lot of the characters that you fight all represent different interest groups within the city there's a lot of like gentrifier like bar socialites and (laughs) just like just weird people that yeah Yeah. just but like try to make them make sense within the world so it's kind of like yeah like new york the frustrations i have with new york today represent manifest in these characters that you have to fight and actually like this guy from i think digital times yeah he 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 said it was like it was the project Scorsese would make if he didn't if he made like a video game <laughs> instead of mad. like what an ovation yeah man. that was because he he was looking at it he was like oh I see the little like learn guitar posters and stuff mm-hmm. it was just like I also also I don't like you know when the like the, I go beyond the NES limits yeah. by like the NES buildings would repeat and blah blah but like every building that I do is n- new and has a reason for being oh, there so like shit. there's like a liquor store next to a Chinese restaurant and. Like, they have that, like, di- I, I, like, draw the little bottles and make them, and, like, try to make it look full, but also slightly empty, because that's the way these places look. And yeah, the
1: way it displays in the front. Yeah, and so it's, it's just, so like, a, I try
2: things. to give, like, make you think that there's a store in there that you could sure. go
1: into, potentially,
2: whereas it's, like, like, a lot of these other games, Yakuza is a great example, I've where Yakuza is long a big, ex, is, like, a, a case study on Japan. And like the underworld of Japan, but they also make they, it's a very Japanese game, yeah. and you know they like all the Double Dragon stuff was all kind of based on movie approximations of, of New York or Chicago or wherever. So they didn't they didn't really have that. Like even like River City Ransom, like yeah. that's that's still Japan. It that's is not. Definitely. That's not you new. Know, that's not anything remotely that
0: sort of after school like, gang culture. Yeah. It's
1: like if you watch Rumble in the Bronx, yeah, which, dude. which I do love. Yeah. Nothing looks nothing like the Bronx. Like, so comedically not like the Bronx. Like, I think it's in Vancouver or something. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I mean, like a lot of movies, but it's just so funny to see, like, just, I mean, it's interesting of its own right to see, like, what, you know, that was a Hong Kong culture, how they would view New York, you know, from that
0: lens. Yeah. One of the things I love the most hearing you speak about it is, like, something, again, as all three of us are born and raised New Yorkers, I think no piece of media has ever really nailed as well as a Scorsese film or something where you essentially have in your life in New York, there's just so much variance, even in the shapes that come on like they're homogenous. Like yeah. there's 19,000 bodegas, you know, throughout <laughs> the city and they all have a similar look to them. You can spot a bodega versus a Dwayne Reed any day. But unlike going into one of those chain stores, each of them has this like microcosmal difference, like the little editorial touch, like the mofongo that one is serving or like yeah. the whatever, like, you as a New Yorker, your your brain can understand that level of diversity, mm-hmm. even behind the sort of clapboard facades that look kind of homogenous. Yeah. And it's really cool to hear that you're taking the time. I know because Kickstarter's tend to go a little long. Mine did as well, or mine have as well, both. But like, the the time to actually try to represent those multitudes, even if it's in something as what you know a usual artist or even a viewer would seem as mundane as a storefront. Like there is that diversity in New York. And it's lost so often in the medias that try to portray it. I think mainly because, yeah. like, I don't think the regular non-New York, non-urbanized mind can actually glom to that much difference. It just yeah. sort of, like, becomes a tone poem or, like, a weird out-of-focus pattern at a certain distance. But we see that shit. We live that shit. Yeah, so, like,
2: it's cool. Luke Cage is the only piece of media that I've seen in a while. And it's because it's, like, it was made, like, it was kind of, like, yeah, for yeah. for New York, essentially, where it was like, even like Jessica Jones or Daredevil, like because they were not—they
0: did not occur in New York. They were, yeah, but they were, <laughs> like,
2: they, yeah, they're they're they set
0: there, yeah. The story well, they're was set, set in there. fictional
2: Hell's Kitchen, yeah. where uh, the only brown people are on <laughs> rent control, yeah, exactly. And there's only two of them, yeah, and or they're all bad, or and all the only Asian people are all ninjas or drug that lords problem. Yeah. or or an old couple who owns a Chinese restaurant those right. are the only people that exist none of them are heroes and even them. them
0: are like flagrant nasty capitalists on a yeah. level that we wouldn't yeah, even exactly. understand
2: <laughs> so it's like it's and you don't like like Luke Cage goes into a, a bodega and Method Man's there and I'm like that's like something like, like I worked at an EB Games where yeah. Method Man Method came <laughs> exactly. into exactly <laughs> uh, and I <laughs> sold him a copy of Madden yeah. so like and yes. I met him again at E3 and he remembered that and we talked about Red Dead and that was just really funny but it was just like because there's like this yo y'all got madden culture like where you're like i don't know where the script or something because every single person that comes to the store the day madden comes out they open the door and yell yo y'all got madden
1: sometimes
2: sometimes, y'all got madden's (laughs) y'all got that madden's but it's it's one of those three and by the point I'm, like, standing there, and I'm just, like, one more person says this shit, (laughs) I'm gonna fight them, and it's Method Man, and I was just, like, oh, that's interesting, so, like, I got mad. Yeah, no, I was just, like, it was just, like, yo, I got mad. Wait, I know that voice, hold on. (laughs) And I'm just, like, oh, shit, it's Method Man, so I'm just, like, so that Luke Cage moment, I was, like, that can happen. Mm -hmm. That happens in New York because it's so dense, and it's, like, good to realize, and also the fact that, like, Method Man was, like, a fan of Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. that was the great. Like that's very forth, that's very New York. Like they that show got New York more than any other show, and you know, focus on black people. So like yeah. you know like who'd have thought? Yeah, you yeah. focus on people that make up a large portion of New York that are not white, and you might actually make the most New York show possible. Exactly. <laughs> it actually
0: was so funny too. The the Marvel example you brought up because Jessica Jones, I believe it was, yeah. or maybe it was the second season of Daredevil. They shot a scene that was supposed to be Hell's Kitchen, but it was two blocks away from my... I live on 120th Street in Spanish Harlem. It was on 118th. There's a beautiful mural that loops around the Rite Aid up there on the corner of, like, 3rd and 118th. So the very same location shooting that took me out of Daredevil 2, because I was like, "Yeah, that's my block in Spanish Harlem, that is not Hell's Kitchen, put me directly into Luke Cage, because, like, the barbershop location is... Uh, a liquor store front in real life but they it's like all there the brownstones are there it's steps from the famous jazz photo yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. mad like actual New York in Luke Cage it's that's, really
2: exciting to see. think with Jessica Jones, like Luke Cage runs a bar in Jessica Jones that's on Sixth and B. Exactly, I know that bar. Yeah, it's right and I was happy Jackson. when it got blown up <laughs> because I was like, "Fuck all those idiots that exactly. are like that are drunk." Like, because my mom is like the president of the community garden. That's one block. That's away what, from That's a there. beautiful
0: garden too, man.
2: And so it's like I'm just like I hate that bar <laughs> because those people are loud and they're annoying and like Santa Con and St. Patrick's oh, Day Santa are the worst oh, my days. God. And I so I only know that place, but I'm like. But that's not Hell's Kitchen that's 6th and B that's the East yeah. Village you should <laughs> like, send
0: her a gif of that shit exploding over and over on loop <laughs> be like happy holidays ma I'm just things saying, come true he'll be fine he <laughs> he'll be fine yeah. the one dude will be fine yeah. well, that's cool so man that sounds amazing your game sounds great I'm sure it's gonna be worth the wait um, is it like is there anything in terms of like gameplay you can discuss like I was a huge fan of River City Ransom growing up um, and of course yeah. like the more tactical brawler kind of feel with like mm-hmm. grapples and throws are you going for that feeling or is it kind of like more of a final fight with, you know, less of the yeah. depth and more of the sort of, you know, length, I guess, in that case?
2: Well, what's interesting is River City Ransom actually is, they're all kind of a, like, I didn't play River City Ransom as a kid. Uh, I played Double Dragon on the NES. Yeah. That was my favorite game. That's probably one of the more deep games because it has an RPG system. Because, yeah. like, they totally replaced the two-player co-op because they couldn't do it with just, like, this, like, experience point system where if you, you could game the system, like, kicks did less, gave you less experience than punches because they were more powerful. Yeah, they were more powerful. But then there was, like, actually... And so I've been looking at it a lot recently. Um, When you say tactical brawling, like, that's, like, what I call my game, a tactical brawler, because it actually uses, like, Final... Uh, Fallout 3-style vets. Oh. Like, where you have a menu and you can put together a combo from the menu because I, like, I wanted to make a beat-em-up that has a lot of moves without you having to remember yeah. all those moves.
0: Sounds also like God Hand for a second. A I don't know bit. if you ever played yeah, that where yeah, they had the like, roulette like, yeah. l- wheel and shit and you mm-hmm. could like string together. But also
2: God Hand you had to before the fight started you had to set up what your combo system was ah. whereas in ours tapping the buttons just gives you a quick strike which breaks objects fine like boxes and garbage cans and newspaper things like that's that's one of those authentic things like you can break open one of those free newspaper things mm-hmm, totally and then there's like a piece of chicken inside which <laughs> may or may not be there <laughs> you you know, know, I've never tried sometimes it is man also I've just walked know. by and seen, I've seen like a drug front like yeah. which is like a garbage can spewed outside I'm like this looks just like my game yeah, so like it's it's so the the quick strikes also just they, they kind of can hit enemies, but they they actually have way lower accuracy and way lower like HP damage than, oh, you would use HP as opposed to like health bar. So each fight okay. is more like you're fighting one versus two or three, one, two or three enemies. Nice. And the pull point is to make it more like a fight fight. Like it's like a mini fighting game type thing where it's like or like a wrestling match where, you know, this person has x100 and maybe 120, 140, 200 HP. You have your 200 based on maybe we're in a fight before and you lost some or whatever, okay. and you can you, you you have this little menu where you open it and you've got strikes, grapples, um, and items. And so you learn more and more strikes and grapples over the game based on your your class, obviously, because there's a, a wrestler, there's the MMA slash boxer lady totally. Lisa. Um, Puerto Rican lady, and then there's the capoeira slash jeekundo D- fighting who has he has a lot less grapples, but his grapples are a little more interesting sometimes. Like, he has like that, like, long, like, tension nice. move where he spins around you, but mm. that, like, doesn't immediately do any damage, right? It just, like, puts you in a place where you could maybe attack the person from behind. Like, we have stuff like tactical advantage if you hit mm-hmm. someone from behind, which is rare because they basically auto correct you, okay. so you have to figure out ways to get around them, like, by grappling them and switching behind them. They're like. So it's kind of like you press a button. You then you can start trying to do like some strikes. You do strikes into grapples, uh, and then after you do a grapple, you have to p- pick another move. But like, like grapples, all enemies have auto grapple counters to try to give the game a little bit of flavor, so that you don't have a guaranteed grapple every nice. time. So we're trying to like that's the thing when you play like even when I play like River Sea Ransom now. River Sea Ransom is a very basic game yeah. in that most enemies die. Like enemies have HP. But a lot of the lower tier ones die in about three to eight hits. Totally. And even being able to grapple them is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Because you're lucky if you leave someone with enough for them to land, fall down, and still have enough HP for you to pick them up and throw. It's a very, like, River C. Ransom is like a roguelike physics game.
0: Yeah, there was so much early physics yeah, going on. Yeah, I like you could just
2: jump and throw somebody yeah. at two more people Yeah, and, like, even the River City Ransom that was on Game Boy when they remade it uh, they, get, they had uh, physics controls in it so you could like lower the gravity so oh, you could just run and then jump and then jump the entire five screens and then <laughs> land and, like it was wow. really the
0: ultimate awful. exploit yeah it was awesome just jump over this they level just, they just
2: put all that in the game the game had no instructions whatsoever it just had a title screen and you could just put stuff in it was the most That's impregnable so thing possible but yeah like and in River City Ransom I think if there, if there was if they made that game completely random uh, with like towns and yep. stuff but like but you you never know who you're gonna fight in the game so if they just made the level layouts a little different and where you get items different that'd be it just be like this roguelike it's physics brawler yeah, where brawler. it's um. so it's very different than I think a lot of people remember it to be totally. but when people look at my game they they see they see the brawler that they want it to be well, in yeah. a lot of ways which is interesting which is great because like the last thing I want people to do is be like I don't want that but then there's a lot of people who like I I, I Went to the River City... Because they're making River City uh, Underground. Oh, cool. Which is... Uh, that was a Kickstarter game that got like $300,000. Uh, it's been in development for a very long time. It's got... It's very different than mine because it's like super animation heavy, super combo heavy. Which is maybe not within the, the what River City Ransom's about. Yeah, but exactly. You can always add to it. And it seems to be like that's what a lot of people want to do. But that game... I went to that community because the head of the the, the Kickstarter, like, the producer guy, Daniel, uh, he he saw, like, I, went, I talked to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, let me show the game to the community. And they were just like, this doesn't look interesting at all. And it was, it's like, you get people who are in this, like, I only want this yes, thing. Yes, of course. But, like, we're, so we pretty much took, we showed it a lot in 2014, and then in 2015 we didn't. Uh, Because I just kept running into situations where the game wasn't ready to be shown again. Because we had to switch from PlayStation Mobile SDK over to Unity, which meant rebuilding a lot of systems. Of
0: course, yeah.
2: And then, because PlayStation Mobile SDK just had weird RAM limitations, all these things. But it also even just did stuff where, I think, like, top left was... Top left is where it reads sprite sheets from in one program. Top bottom right is yeah. where. So then that just, even that there's literally to Those are esoteric choices
0: made by the publishers yeah. to make it intentionally difficult to switch. Well, man, that, there's no I, universal I don't language. Know. I think like I that. think they just
2: like it was it was made by their Japanese team, yeah. and a lot of people in the American team were still trying to figure it out, trying to help us with it. But then, so then when we switched to Unity, it's like still figuring stuff out. The game runs amazingly well. It has oh, had, good. it had to have a frame rate cap put on it. Because we were used to running with like 60 megs of RAM,
0: and Unity's working off yeah, whatever yeah. you got. So on the, the yeah, device. so it was yeah.
2: like, so it was running like 200 frames a second. Calm so now we're like, no, just do 60. It's <laughs> hyper
0: real, man. <laughs> and uh,
2: but yeah, so we showed it at uh, GX4, nice. which is like the LGBTQ Games Conference for everybody, yeah. obviously. Of course. But the focus, and so that was the first time we shown in a while, and people really dug it. Good man. And. Then we Kickstarter gave us some space that they had a ghost arcade This yep. thing for Halloween. Oh yeah, were you there?
0: No, I wasn't there. I got invited, but I oh yeah, make so you yeah, and all those cats. I wasn't
2: there. I was at the I was at a wedding that day, but uh, but Nico, the programmer, and then my friend Bruce Spencer, who I've known uh, since retail days. He used to work in retail at a different store. I don't know if he ever worked at that store after I left. Mm. And then this new lady uh, Marie, like they came and repped for us.
0: Nice yeah so like people
2: were there apparently the guy who was dressed as Tiger Mask like came and played the game so we have pictures nice. of that it's it's a really nice picture of like a dude in Tiger Mask outfit playing as like a wrestler in a game Nice. and then uh, apparently like there was like a line for it and that when people would Very win good. fights people would clap so that's like the difference <laughs> between like a beat em up is that yeah. it's not as int- like when you kill people in a beat em up when you knock them out or whatever it's like dime a dozen yeah. and then you get a boss and so like our thing is like We kind of started with, like, let's not make a game that has dominant tactics where you have enemies that are unfair, Mm -hmm. so that's why there's a bit of RNG in the game, so that you get, like, this... Like, if you have an enemy that's really powerful, but maybe they do a really powerful attack and it misses, and you would have been obliterated by it, and then you're like, oh, I got a second chance, so now I can, like, use an item and now fight this person. So we wanted to, like, make every enemy, like, like a boss fight, in the sense that they're... They, you require a little bit of thought when you fight these enemies. And then more thought... And then, like, boss fights become more, like, in-depth. Strategic. Like, okay, this person's going to do this, and then they're going to do that. And then we have, like, support enemies that start... So once you start putting these enemies together, it changes how they play completely, and then when stuff like status effects or whatever start showing up, sure, then man. it changes... How everything plays all over
0: again. Shit, Yousef, is your uh, is your Dark Souls sense tingling right now? Because if it sounds like there's some depth in there, man. With all the I don't know. Like- I compare a lot of things to Dark Souls. <laughs> but this doesn't sound at all like
1: Dark Souls. <laughs> well, yeah, because
2: Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls. Well, this it's weird because it has a menu, but then there's also this twitch mechanic to it, where like sometimes you're just like. Oh, I'm going to attack this person and then you're like, "Oh, uh, da da da" and like even though you got menus, you still start to get like, like fuck fuck fuck. Like gosh, yeah. uh, and like cuz it's people if the enemies keep going in in succession, uh, cuz like there's like the idea we have like one enemy that's like a kickstarter enemy that uh he was this guy Danny Henderson who uh, like likes to put game characters in Kickstarters. Okay. Like He he has a character named Sazui and uh um, he like goes and, for the thousand dollar tier and yeah like he goes for games. that. So it's in, he has a character in Shovel Knight. Okay. But our game he already had made he had a commissioned a King of Fighters character to be made. So this character is like a boxing character who like is also like an Orochi like that like wow. kind of yeah evil the the crazy guy who's been experimented on and so like we made this character that like has this. He has a lot of boxing moves, but and he's kind of based on one of the other characters because he was... Uh, but but then he also has this power-up move where there are, there's a chart of status effects that he might get from this power-up. And so he'll have, like, speed up, accuracy up, uh, and then weakened. So, like, he's faster now, and he's stronger, but, like, if you hit him, you'll do more damage for this little amount. Or he'll... Yeah, so it's just adds this weird roulette to this one character. Nice. That's pretty cool. And he, but he's like annoying because he can hit you because he can. <laughs> he has a lunge punch where he can come from farther away. Mm. So if you put distance between you and him, he can he'll get you. If you get too close, like you might actually want to keep close to him, but then that means that he's guaranteed to like come after you. It's like
1: that, it, is, that is actually very Dark Souls.
0: Yeah, we're yeah, trying, right. I'm not alone in the woods. It's human. like
2: like so Seth Killian, who uh, mm-hmm. is like big in the fighting community, he came. He was part of how we were able to get in the... We showed our game at Evo uh, oh, cool. in nice. 2014 at their indie area. And, yeah, we had, like... That's how we got all... That's how I got, like, Danny Henderson. He was, like, that's at amazing. Evo. yeah. And, like, we got, like... It was funny because when you go to a place with, like, a lot of black and brown people, they become, like, your biggest... Like, you have these people who can just stump like, for you. Yeah, like, hell oh, yeah. brown people making this game? This game was black and brown people in it. I want to, like, when the Kickstarter happened on Neo Gaff, the thread that was made, but it was made by one of the dudes, this guy Roderick, who I met at Evo. So it was just funny, like, Evo added, but, like, Seth gave me, like, all these, like, you know, you want to, like, think about, like, distance from characters. And I already was, but when he said that, I was like, you know, I got to keep this up. Because we already had a character that she had a thing where she would, she's, like, this big buff, like, she dresses like Guile. Yeah. Um, but she's just, like, humongous. And so she has a power-up phase where once she goes in that phase... She's powered up. She has way higher HP. You can either get close to her and let her power up punch you really hard, or she can catch you from a really far away because she runs and does oh, a body splash. Yeah, okay, okay. But the body splash, like, you start off the game, like, Bruce, let's just say Bruce, he starts off with 120 HP because he's, like, a fast guy uh, who has a lot of offense. Her, if he, if she hits him from behind with a body splash, she'll do, like, 60 damage. Uh, but also it has a low accuracy. So there's just all this like stuff where like, <laughs> you might you might just
0: sidestep obliterate. that yeah. shit, come so away that, yeah. unscathed. <laughs> yeah, but
2: so it has this weird
0: tension to it. Cool. Yeah. It sounds. I mean, first of all, this sounds amazing, man. Both on the the sort of like story in New York side and the adherence to like the real New York, and then also this technical side. It sounds mm. deep as hell, man. It sounds really really fun. Yeah, um, it's a fun balancing act. Very very hip hop. It's so very the te- the technical, <laughs> indeed, technical, indeed, yes. and in and in New York. That's, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so, uh, we'll just say it's coming soon. It's done when it's done. Next year, the album's finished. It's when coming twenty seventeen. Like right. it
2: has to <laughs> right. coming before the the A cult winter of twenty seventeen. Perfect. Because like awesome. you can't put out a game. Yes. When yes. like like past September, I don't yeah, know, you no, put out is. an indie game.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could. You can. It's just not going to, without, like, a
2: real marketing yeah. behind it. It's gonna Although, I don't know, weirdly, like, Patrick Klepek, like, interviewed me, and I was, like, on the front page of, like, Giant Bomb and Kotaku the day, nice like, man. Call of Duty Ghosts came out. Okay. So, like, like for interviews, that was yeah. really weird to me. Like, I was just like, why am I the top story? And I, like, Patrick's interview was, like, me just shitting all over Assassin's Creed. Nice. And, <laughs> well done, and, like, sir. Well, I was just, well, that's part of why we're here, right? Yeah. I'm here to talk about 3.
0: Indeed. Game of the Hour. That's a very nice transition. Just shift gears. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. The Game of the Hour is uh, Mafia 3. So, um, we By uh, Hangar right 13. In. Yeah, Hangar 13. Uh, it's one of the Ubisoft studios. Uh, 2K. Right? 2K. Oh, 2K studios. It was not like uh,
2: it's a re jiggering of 2K Novato.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I actually think I know a couple guys on that team then. I did not know that. Um, and it's uh, open world. Uh, Game, action yeah. game, adventure game set in 1960s in a fictional, fictional uh, Louisiana. Um, New Called Orleans. New Bordeaux, which is
1: not, you know, a not very convincing uh, facsimile name of New Orleans. New Orleans, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You're playing as Lincoln Cole. Clay. Clay. Come game. on, I'm not in the game. Yusuf Lincoln Clay, man. Play, sorry. Clay. As of uh, Adam of the Earth, you know, Lincoln <laughs> rises from as the. Fla- as
1: flattering as it would be to be such a gigantic. Well, you did, but man. hold on. Do you want to start us out because you really enjoyed this game, right? Sure. We can start off from the high note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, I, d- I did enjoy the game pr- primarily for a lot of the reasons that's been talked about. Um, the ability to have this black character who you are basically setting on a rampage against this racist white, like, white city. I mean, large parts of it aren't white, but then uh, that's a whole other part of it. But the main thrust of the game is getting revenge on a white-led mob and their various lieutenants. And it's kind of, yeah, this is kind of classic revenge story where you are attacked, left for dead. They fridge a lot of your compatriots and um, a lot of fridges a lot of fridges and yeah you kind of nothing 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 left to lose and violently seek your redemption and the i guess the 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 reason i I enjoyed the game was primarily that catharsis through violence like it's it's a very violent game it's a very violent game yeah Uh, even like way late into playing it like once i got a little bit better at those weird uh power moves where you kind of like you're punching a guy and you can hold down the, oh yeah those the were really punch difficult to pull off yeah the hold you,
0: instead yeah, of tap yeah, you, yeah, you right.
1: release it a certain like three quarters through
0: and the brutalize your enemy shit
1: it's just so brutal he's yeah. <laughs> just like he has, if he has a machine gun he'll like kick the guy to the floor and just like you know uh, um, like do assassinate gun. style yeah. thing yeah it's just very or he'll stab him the, face, the eye a bunch of times this is very <laughs> very violent incredibly game. brutal yeah, Um, sure. so yeah this is the first mafia game that I Played like I didn't. I was just interested in it because of the character and the context and and the setting. The setting is really powerful and, and in a way that I feel like games have just never ever approached. Like uh, that that I've experienced. Basically, it's a racist town that doesn't hide it behind any kind of. Analogy with like elves or orcs or like robots, <laughs> like they're just racist no, to you. No, like no you, they're talking, like, hey, they're you elf, isn't. I don't like you. No, they're like, hey, you nigger, I don't like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and like that is just, it's a, it's like a both a simple step and a huge bridge to cross. Yeah, um, and just in the addition of it, kind of just makes it just this this standout title in in the in the lands in, in the video game landscape. So, and just like it, it, that kind of makes more complex a lot of the mechanics that are pretty um standard and well trod in like the open world um space like so you kind of there are places where you're not um embraced and you know say in a gta or something like you wouldn't be because it's like gang turf and then you have those fights but this is just because of who you are what you look like you know, you can't go into certain bars. They'll Yeah, there's like whites-only
0: signs in front of some businesses. Yeah. If you walk in, the owner's going to give you a single warning before they call the cops on you. Totally. And,
1: yeah. and just white people in general are more likely to call the cops on you than if you were, say, in a neighborhood with more black people or Absolutely. people of color. Um, and then that then complicates some of the actions that would normally be, like, boring and, and silly. Like, where it's like, you know, in your average open-world game, you can run over anybody. You can punch anybody and like those a big like like the same throw is all about like doing suplexes on civilians yeah which is fun for a while but that then it got really old for a while. <laughs> it was fun for like one, yeah yeah exactly. one time i was just like yeah i'm done doing suplexes These animations i've seen them all yeah. okay I'm done. but now it's like when a guy comes up to me and insults me i can just like just knock him down and i'm just like Brutally it, machine it, it's just pure catharsis you know yeah and not even guns It's really just like A lot of times Like you'll have like White civilians that are like Oh no you did something bad And you're just like Boom <laughs> And it's just like So good It's, um, it's uh Yeah But also Very com- uh, Complex emotionally Because it's, At the same time As catharsis The violence is In many ways Overwhelming And You know I I both feel good and bad While I'm doing it Just because of like Uh You know We normally don't Like uh relish violence in games because it's something that's been so um overly relied on as a as a mechanic for games so like i think it's a it it makes it a complicated um blessing because you're like the same at the same time as being allowed to embrace um this violent violent catharsis you are also like being like is this like where else can we push this you know where else can we push this 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 exploration of, yeah. of racism in America. Like, uh, you know, like once you keep doing it over and over again, you're like, okay, I need something beyond just the, the knee jerk reactionary, um, way to, way to behave in this, like in a world where you would behave this way. If you were like, you know, transported back in time and given superpowers, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yes, yeah. I'm going to kill every fucking racist in this house. Exactly. And so. I think it's, you know, just continuing from your point, I think if I'm, if you're like the sort of among the three of us here anyway, the person who seemingly enjoyed it the most from our conversations before the podcast, I take kind of a half step in the direction away where I'm like, first of all, I just I love the setting, like the contextual setting of it. I love historical fiction anyways, just as a general genre. It's really cool to take tropes and uh, sort of a a script in history that's been set for you and and twist it and move it or put a different agent or a different modifier into it. So in that way, Lincoln Clay was like a really interesting uh, trope because he really became a trope by the middle end of the game anyway, uh, to, to go in and smash this, like, incredibly, uh, you know, conflated, simple, but very profound view of, of racist America in the 1960s, sort of this, this America that's having, a, not even seeming to go about any sort of exercise of truly integrating. It's very much like whites and blacks, uh, a sort of dominant race or class, uh, versus an underclass, and so I loved being able to walk into that scenario and told to just murder indiscriminately. but at the same time, I did have these these deeper yearnings, like the context itself brought out in me uh, a lot of urges to potentially tackle these problems in different ways. and I remember when I, when I was about halfway through the game, I was talking a bunch with you about how you know the game does have these sort of veiled references to the assassination of civil rights leaders at the time. Um, but I was even telling you how, like, you know, it's a triple-A game, so we can't expect for it to be the most nuanced, you know, best piece of, you know, fiction or genre fiction I think of all we time. But that. yeah, right. Maybe we should, right? Because, like
2: AAA, whatever, quote unquote, movies. They do that, like, like you watch like *Boardwalk Empire*, for example, sure. and it has like multiple, like, like I don't know how a game that stars a black guy somehow removes all the black people from being that are supposed to be close to you and that you don't actually ever do anything right. with them ever again. Uh, and like like the like your friend the priest dude, like he's just he's basically just the magical Negro on the side. Exactly. Like he gets to be expository and be a part of like this interview process, but you don't ever talk to him in the game <laughs> ever. Yeah, you, you can don't, go to visit you him. can't hang out with him, you can't do anything with him, and it's just like why? Like, yep. like, you watch Borok Empire, and you've got Chalky White. Yep. You've got um, Dr. Narcisse, like, from, like the, like, the islands, who, like, and he's, like, never been a slave, so then there's, like, that, like, Chalky's family's, like, from a slave family, and then you've got uh, Mr. Pernsley, who's, like, a low lower-rung black dude who's, like, jealous of Chalky, so then Narcisse takes him and uses him. Against Chalky, but then Chalky has like all his power too. But then Chalky gets thrown in jail because even though the KKK tries to attack him, they uh, he killed like one of his people kills one of the KKK members and then they blame it on him. But they're like, "Yo, but Chalky keeps the black people in line, so we're gonna lock him up in prison to keep him away from the KKK because they yeah. won't attack the prison because there's white cops there." Yeah. And then, that's like super super nuance. It there's is so much nuance in a one hour TV show. And this game that's forever that I took about two hours of playing to and put four down. and a half hours of watching <laughs> yeah. to finish it. I was like, you know, in in this sense, you can you start to even really see the like gaps a lot more because yeah. you're like, wait, I don't ever see the priest dude like yeah. ever like in the actual game. I see him talking yeah. as a talking he head. He inhabits his everyone. They, they yeah they fridge all the people. They, fridge they get rid them. of all the other black people. They like yo, there's all these cool
0: people. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in that lack of articulation I think as well that I like my biggest sort of negative point of the game in terms of actual history and the portrayal of historical fiction was the complete lack of Islam like Mm -hmm. it's this idea that like you know this is 1968 you know by 1964 you've got Malcolm Little becoming Malcolm X in prison under the teachings of Elijah Muhammad and this is like a prominent prominent um, like mover in the civil rights movement and of course was terrifying to the western audience and to the american audience but it's i found it so interesting that of all of the different factors of being black in america in the 1960s that islam should be omitted it just seemed like a really weird yeah.
1: miss but there, i mean there is an element of the black power movement like you yeah know, if you listen to the radio station black I mean, power for sure but i don't know if black power necessarily it's not the same but it's not but islam, which is like i wouldn't say it is i'm just saying God, I'm not, I'm saying it's not just like it's <laughs> not just mlk yeah civil rights like i think mlk is sort of associated with the priest character where he yes. kind of has this non-violent yeah. focused outlook but uh, i think the game does rely very heavily on the radio stations to give contextual um historical narrative support yeah. so like there is one of the character one of the radio station characters i forget his name off the top of my head but he's like the guy who's like giving almost the characterization to Lincoln Clay's actions where yes. he's just like fuck the white man, I'm gonna go burn his neighborhood's down yes. black power, you know blah blah blah, like everything he says is like to the farthest possible extreme that like you could portray his actions even though Lincoln Clay's actions aren't implicitly political. He has no politics. No. I no. mean explicitly Super- so. It's, it's all it's, it's self-serving. He's totally yeah, it's a, a revenge not train. about like he rejects Cassandra's like um, there's this yeah, mission where she's like I want to get guns to arm the black people and he's like I don't care about that yeah.
0: like, he's, basically, he's like, he doesn't make any sense uh, well, he, the, only thing he, the only way he makes sense to me anyway is just as the passive player as just yeah. a, a video game player yeah. bereft of any of it's like racial context he's a criminal right and I think that may have been my biggest complaint with this game is that it was a mafia game
1: sure. right?
0: if it wasn't mafia 3 and if we had a different you know, genre or franchise of games we could associate that fiction writing that, that writer's crew who worked on this game and that amount of research that yeah. went into it, like if this was a telltale game versus like a mafia game, I, I think I may have enjoyed it more. But if you, but like, you, I mean, like
2: Malcolm actually bringing that sure. back, like he was a criminal. And like, and like the thing was, was like he came out of that. Yes. And he, like, that's again, like, like it's interesting that there wasn't like anyone from like the Nation of Islam that might have heard of Lincoln Clay. Like, that would have happened. It would they would have. have been like, yo, this black dude's killing all these they people. They would have invited them. to I Chicago. Mean, they invited, they invited uh, like James Baldwin, Baldwin exactly. even knowing that he wasn't religious, because they just wanted to pick his brain and maybe try to get him to, like, try to support them. Like, they wanted any black people in any sort of power to help them, so there would have been a Nation of Islam mission. But also, like, the thing that, um, what was it, that Malcolm X... Oh, Malcolm, like, one of the things that's interesting is, like, Mafia 3 is about, like, they, they, they keep trying to be, like, he's biracial, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, uh, they're like, he might've been Italian. And I'm like, I, I just rewatched Malcolm X. I saw it at the Metrograph. Uh, and it was the first time I have ever seen the movies. Like, cause um. I've seen like a downloaded file of it or whatever. Yeah, totally. And before I read the book, which was weird. But then when I saw the movie again, and it was just funny cause they made it, they was just like, there was the, the Italian, uh, black guy. And he's like, he's like, I'm a wop nigga, blah, blah, I've been there. Like, I'm gonna, I know where all the stuff goes. And I'm like, they've already done this story before. Like, you guys don't seem, like, Lincoln has no personality. Like, he doesn't have this, like, I am of these families. He just has this, like, I've said, like, he's basically just John Cena. Yeah, you wrong Like, he's just a basic character that I, you're supposed to, I guess, imprint on, but why? Like, I mean, like. John Cena's not an interesting mm-hmm. character. He's an interesting character for, like, eight-year-olds. Right, exactly. Like, and, and, like, when you look at, like, old wrestling, like, everyone liked The Rock, who was, like, a black Samoan guy who was side with a corporation, or Stone Cold Steve Austin, who looked like he could be a racist, and he even plays a racist in, like, The Longest Yard. Yeah. But, like, in real life, he's, like, super nice, super progressive guy. Mad progressive just, dude, yeah. But he was also, like, weirdly, like, the, the, the warrior for the w- white working class. Like, he was the guy who fought against the corporations. Yeah. Like how come how come wrestling can get a deep character that you're supposed to imprint on in these people that are like haggardly like Stone Cold Steve Austin is best known for being an ad libber of all of his stuff sure, yeah like he came up with Austin 316 on the spot if he can do that when you have like two or three years to make a video game like right, why can't exactly. like why is Lincoln Clay such a basic character? It was He's probably not the, even... the
1: design I would say of of the game like they probably you know it's a a common trope in games to make that blank slate character that the player can somewhat inhabit and i do agree that in terms of like like why that's why i bring up like or essentially like the mafia plot um the revenge plot Mm -hmm. just doesn't um drive me or give me motivation like it's it's fine we get it the revenge except i mean it would be one thing if it was not a Twenty to thirty-hour yeah. amount of revenge. Like you really <laughs> get a lot of revenge. Like you kill yeah, a yeah. lot that's of people. That's just a lot of revenge. revenge. Yeah, but I mean, like, it. That's where the the racism I think carries like a lot of the the weight of the game, or like the 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 racist redemption carries a lot of the the narrative punch. Like you know, um, I was curious actually
2: what you thought about the the part where you're a waiter.
1: That part was awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good. That was like such a unique mission too. Well, it took so long. Yeah, yeah.
1: that stuff take like all the stuff in the like yeah the Southern Union mm-hmm. areas just takes, um, just yeah, way too long because you have to make your way through a <laughs> lot of stuff that's just shit. Yeah, that's not. It's just like you know, it's it 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 would be one thing if he did have like more of like kind of a motivation or internal character, you know, complexity which he doesn't. But I did want to, like... I wrote a bunch of tweets, like, when I got to the Southern Union part, because um, it was basically, like, encapsulated my instantaneous reaction to it, which was, like... Just played the Southern Union missions of Mafia 3. First time the game's incoherent systems, laser-focused, with powerful, cathartic result. Uh, Strode through the suburban barbecue of Southern racists shooting anyone who challenged me. Stole their car. Changed the station from oldies to Motown. (laughs) Yes! Um, Shot a hooded Klansman. He lay writhing on the ground. Shot him again, and he stopped moving. Felt immediately terrible and triumphant. Tarantino gave us something like this with Django and Hateful, but it feels different when you are deciding just how brutal you want to be. On the radio, a white lady defends school segregation with sugar-coated language of personal achievement. Meanwhile, the suburbs burn in my wake. Hmm. I steal another racist car, crash into buildings, and damage it. I hurt myself, but I don't care. Then I grab a truck and dig up front yards. And I say, finally, it's laughable that we thought GTA V could explain wanton violence by having you play a psychopath. All they had to do was bring a black man back in time. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> and it's, like, wow. actually one of the most <laughs> justified mass murderers I've ever played as. Which is why I was saying it even earlier on. It's, like, this weird moment where I've found myself veering into pedestrians. Where in the GTA yeah. games, I have this kind of resonant sense of guilt that stays with me throughout. Maybe because the game has been painted in such bold, vivid colors as being evil and terrible by mass media, right? Because of the unknowing masses who just see this thing yeah. and call it, like, a prostitute murder simulator. Which it is, in some aspects, if you play it that way. But with this game, yeah, more than anything, I felt like my wanton bloodlust was somehow redeemed. Uh, and it's, or, like,
1: it's a case, really, of me bringing... Like, we were saying, like, we are bringing all the pathos to the game, like, ourselves. <laughs> like, like, that, like, they provide... It's like, you know, they provide the mechanics if anything it like it, it could have been more of something like a more emergent style like yeah right um yeah. system where it, you didn't have to worry about the overarching plot because like all that potency is like me my me reacting to it like me wa- reacting to the imagery yeah. and like the way I'm like kind of just ba- like you know um, I'm being um impacted by what I'm doing with the game systems which right. are like GTA but you know, within this context. Yeah.
0: And it's it's, it's, it's,
2: sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I think, like, one of the biggest things is that, from a design standpoint, I don't really understand why we have Skyrim, and then we have, like, open world murder simulator. Like, why, why, if you're gonna make a game that deals with, like, things like racism and choice, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a few choices that actually impact the ending to the game, mm-hmm. but why is, like, like, in this game, where you're supposed to be playing as this black dude, you have to essentially passively listen to, like, your father figure tell you about all this stuff and then talk, start complaining about the Haitians. Yeah. And then in this game that's trying to have a conversation about something, the first thing you have to do is it says, kill all the Haitians. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just because you have, like, an issue. And then the thing switches where you kill all these people because you have no choice. Because you like, even though it's a stealth mission, you can't sneak past all of them. You have to kill everybody Absolutely. in the environment to, to progress. And then when this woman runs out, she ends up becoming the head. It c- faults you for killing all of her people, but then has the same fault with, like, the Irish dude and Vito Scaletta that they have to bring back the dude from the other yeah. Mafia game. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't trust them, but somehow now trusts you in a similar way that, like, in Red Dead, you have to kill all these Mexican rebels, exactly. but they're actually the good guys. Exactly. And then, because you, there's no, like... There's no Skyrim choice of what quest do I want to do here. Mm -hmm. Like there should be kill like there you need like that old Deus Ex magic. Like you need to stop making these like if you want to put money into a game, put money into a game where you're gonna lose the money. Yeah. Because like 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 make a game where choice you don't have to see every last cutscene because that's not interesting. Because like when you watch these cutscenes, the game is incoherent. When you have to do the mission where you kill all the Haitians and then you have to resolve with the leader, the new leader of the Haitians. That doesn't make any sense. And then you have to, and later on you have these weird choices where you get to assign her stuff or whatever, assign it to the Irish guy or yeah. assign it to Vito. But like, like doesn't make any sense. Like, like this is it's forgetting like behavior. And I'm like, we got Mass Effect, which is doing stuff like this, like whatever illusory choices. And it's like, like that's what that's all of what the end of Mafia Three is, is just illusory choices. And then Absolutely. where like the choice actually doesn't do a whole lot. But like in Skyrim, like you can actually not do a quest if mm-hmm. you don't need to do the quest or so like or, if you don't or and I'm need not saying just Skyrim, but I'm saying yeah. like yeah, like you used to be able to like sneak past people and solve something peacefully or whatever. Why is it that Mafia? Like Absolutely. if you want like A, why the hell does a game have so many stealth missions in a game where it's not built for stealth mm-hmm. missions? Mm-hmm. But then also like like, why, why is one of the first mechanics they teach you? Well, the first thing they make you do in the game is pick up, like, some keys. Yeah, and move shit. But then, like, the next thing they teach you is, like, whistling to get people's attention. When are you ever going to use that except in explicit stealth missions? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you should have a character that, like, if you want to make them a blank slate, make them you. Like, yeah. your choices. Like, you can't link up with the Haitian lady because you killed all the Haitian people, and now your times are going to be a little harder.
0: I mean and if they can't go in that direction yeah. of extremity, at least go in the hard other one. But they, we but even they today we, they, they yeah. could, right? They but why not can. make the choice that instead of choosing between an Itali- Italian mob, a Haitian mob, and a fucking Irish mob, you're choosing between M L K, Malcolm X or like Baldwin. You're or, choosing or, between or, Christianity, so Islam be and the so Atheist like cool. Love Fest. Like yeah. it could Things be like it could too. be cool, man.
2: Yeah, like what if you yeah. What if the nation I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my money to nation Islam? It's still I'm gonna give my money to NLC. It's still weird that they're not there. It's still weird that they're not right. there because like that would have been an interesting fourth faction. It would have been way more interesting than Vito, Vito faction Vito Scalletta's fucking yeah. Yeah, like real choices that could make the world really violent for you. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, is like if you choose to not work with this person, then that makes parts of the world like harder to deal with. Mm-hmm. But like, like it just makes it so homogenous where it's like you can just be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm you can just make money and all this money doesn't matter because you're going to finish the game and the money's going to go nowhere. It's like the problem with every GTA game. In GTA 4, Nico keeps talking about wanting money. He makes enough (laughs) money to buy anything. Somehow remains off the grid even though you can check your ATM balance. (laughs) You lose all your money at one point because it's under a mattress but actually no, you all have it in your inventory still. And it's just all this like just tie the systems together tie the story to the systems mm-hmm. um, and then yeah like give Lincoln Clay let him be the player like let the player become more and more angry and violent because even exactly. the ending to Mafia they talk about this stuff that you would not get from Lincoln Clay he does not have the wherewithal to do anything that the ending tells you to do they're like oh he takes over the whole like south and you're like, yeah, like no this John Cena motherfucker would not do that like you you can't take over the, you couldn't do but also like yeah, he doesn't make any sense, and he comes back... There was, like, article, articles about, like, the Invincible Black Man that, like, that's what you make in this game, and it's just like, come on, man, like, that's mm-hmm. not... I tried to play the game as Luke Cage for a little bit, like, where I would yeah. just, like, hit people, like, I wouldn't have a gun out, and it, you just can't play it like nah, that. Of course you can not. So. You can't do anything the way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to play it the way the game does, except for the open-world nonsense, and it's like, that's a problem with, like, open-world development is that, like, everything... Rockstar is working on like a different level where they're like, oh, you have three characters and you can do this really cool mission with three characters and you can do it the way you want to. In Mafia Three, you have this—you have three characters on the side, and then you yeah. have one character that can only do the mission the one way every single time because they don't have any tools other than that. So,
0: I mean, so was this was this really then to any capacity, like genuinely? Uh, a brown or, or black person's power fantasy. Like, whose power fantasy was this? Like, there is the wanton bloodlust, the, the the basic visceral revenge of, like, you called me something that digs up some fucked up history and it's fucking degrading. I'm going to murder you in this game. It's a safe place to murder racists, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it is a but power
1: like, fantasy, but, but that's not... Whose power fantasy is it?
0: is it? No, it's definitely a black dude's
1: power fantasy. Yeah. I don't think we could question yeah. that. Sure, But the question is whether counter fantasy is all we should have i mean like when the game when i, when I was playing the game uh, early on i definitely i was also watching luke cage i was watching atlanta watching insecure um, i'm just like this year has been a pretty awesome year for black television yeah. mm-hmm. and the biggest bonus of that is that you have different things <laughs> like you have different outlooks different perspectives different frames of of viewing the world and um, essentially, like games don't have that yet, and they like, need that desperately. Um, They're just super far behind, and so like then you have map like you know a lot. Of fe- I feel like with some of the discussion just now, like Mafia Three is almost maybe like unfairly being asked to uh, to encompass all that's of fair. like Black Thought in yep, in the narrative. Like it could have just been yeah, you know a Django or whatever style thing. The wrench shorter would have been way better yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i'm looking forward to you know like um to to the alternative like you know modes of of thought here like the the games about black female characters would be pretty good you know like which are being made but you know um there's just like the lack of diversity makes it so that you know um we we have mafia 3 representing more than it necessarily wants to or can or and it's it's reliance on the mafia and gta open world uh, framework uh makes it that game you know like that's yeah. what it is like that it's not going to it's i think the disappointment is coming from the fact that it's like um it's broaching so much new ground with its subject matter that like when then you have still have to like deal with the same Old systems, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just extra disappointing, I guess.
2: Yeah, what was funny I'm is like the writing is separate from the game development, yeah, like totally. it's in the, well, like just in general. I, I, you know, this for basically a fact, like, uh, but like, so, like, a, yeah, if they made a game that was more focused and you knew that people would know. Like if like in the opposite of like completely weird branching, you set the story. If you like the four and a half hours that I watched Mafia Three, it was a solid TV show. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And like I like the writing. Mm -hmm. I think it has a lot of problems, and like just like like I think like I don't like a lot of TV shows. Like I think Breaking Bad is awful. Um, Same here. Same here. And like and it feels a lot like like Breaking Bad in a sense, but also has like it's cool because it's like. Like Lincoln Clay in a, in a summed up way is pretty cool. I really, it's funny because they made his like sidekick way better mm-hmm. uh, than him, and like, and he seems more like a fucked up like war dude than like Lincoln Clay, who just seems like like it's weird because even the people in the story talk about him as being just this invincible killing machine, mm-hmm. and uh, and all the things you hear about Lincoln's behavior uh, uh, personality come from other people. Yeah, it's totally But, like, true yeah. If they made a more focused like. I know, like, it's unfair to ask of Mafia 3 to do all this stuff, but it's just, like, I think it's, like... I think it's unfair to keep... I think it's bad to keep making open-world games, because they don't make any sense. Yeah. Because you're, you're like... It takes too long to even iterate on anything. Like, Mafia 3 is not better than, like, GTA 5, because Mafia... Like, in terms of just, like, the amount of new ground being covered in terms of mechanics. Because they have not been working on those games at that scale with that budget for as long and you just can't even do it and they also Mafia 3 is not even by the original developers like right. it was a Czech team that yep. made Mafia and they and like still like, it's like all these people were making these open world games but even like, like Batman Arkham City it you pulls GTA 3 the, yeah. style missions all these games pull GTA 3 style missions they're pulling 15 year old gameplay conventions to tell the same like, so when you try to tell a new story, it's just like, the design isn't there.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. And systems you have to actually
2: think about the systems and how you build your game. Like, Mafia doesn't even... Oh, oh, I keep forgetting about this. Mafia doesn't... Like, the best new open world game was Metal Gear Solid Five Because you're a dude who can shoot, but you're a dude who can do anything you want. You've got a yeah. lot of options to do anything. If you jump forward and you fall, you can shoot somebody. Like, it's got really solid, like, mechanics. And mafia doesn't have that. Mafia just has. oh, you go into cover. You shoot somebody. Yeah. You get out of cover. You shoot somebody. Why give them a jump here. button when it's so
0: embarrassingly
2: underutilized <laughs> it's in a multi-tiered environment? And like, it
0: made me laugh. I'd be like, oh, this is another thing. It's no, you, really like, high that I'm not I, allowed to jump on. I played the game
2: in like a how much can I grief the system? Yeah, exactly. like I just stumbled in and ran into people and just heard their lines repeat and it has no attention to detail. Like there's The, the part cars where don't take damage. There's the part where you take the, the bags mm-hmm. off the truck but you can see in the truck that there's a lot more bags. Mm. And the white guy leaves the bags. And I'm like, I understand racism. <laughs> but this is just bad detail management. On movies, they have people that say,
1: yeah.
2: yo, there were like eight bags yeah, in there. You need, to, you need to at least take two of them. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Whatever but like, I'm like people, one people are gonna be like give a nigger a job <laughs> any is gonna get a job but I'm like at least just take the bag because this is the the whole point of this heist is that we're supposed to be pretending mm-hmm. that we're bringing money to get burned mm-hmm. you're not even holding money you're not even holding up your end of the <laughs> like no, 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 crooked, illusion yeah. yeah like so it's like like so then because these games are so big they're just forgetting like little tiny details like that and they bubble to a head yes. so much more so it's just basically just like it's like you need to focus on, like, figure out the game that you're making and make a good story with it and then work together to make that game, but stop defaulting to, just because Mafia 2 is open world doesn't mean any of that to. was a good decision
0: yeah, and I actually think it's it's the size the scope and the sort of the lack of focus that an open world game presents you with that I felt it was so improperly suited to be the, the, the engine to carry this pretty, could have been a remarkable story because largely, you said, you know, this is the story of, a, of like a invincible man the creation of an invincible man and to me you know to echo back to ellison he was still kind of an invisible man because of the open world trappings you know this is a person who can go from mass murder to complete anonymity in the in literally you know this happens too this is great the moment of scripting Mm -hmm. where you're like being hounded by cops or like opposing gang but you reach that end of critical path moment Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden everyone's like okay let's just reset let's just bring (laughs) this right back down and in that same way it's 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 a mechanical contrivance but it's a necessity because the player can't stay yeah. up on like high tension mode for 40 hours but at the same time it reduces characters to caricature it reduces spaces to sort of those clapboard facades that don't really hold anything like i always remember the dream of playing gta 3 it was like one day i'll be able to walk into any bank and rob any bank and now we've got the uh, the graphics to put, uh, The art departments And the graphical fidelity And the engines Of make these Incredible exterior And interior spaces But they're all Fucking empty They're bereft Of any sort of Story or context Other than the Arrangement of objects Sort of giving you A shade of Well this is a cannery Well this is like A, a shipping depot Well this is like A cemetery This is a church Whatever I'm gonna shoot dudes in it It doesn't really Matter anymore It's not even really A space anymore um, So Yeah overall Love the story Love the potential, felt the real uh, tug of war between the mechanics and the and the sort of the story that I loved so much, or the historical context that I loved so much. Yeah, mm. just one
2: mechanic that I know that we talked about on like a email for like a different thing was about like picking up Playboy magazines. Oh yeah, it's mm. like that's in all the mafia games. Oh yeah, but yeah, that yeah. doesn't really
1: fit. Either. Yeah, does no, he it doesn't do fit shit? At all. He's not a sexual human he being. T- he doesn't comment on it. Yeah, he has. He has basically no sex. He has no sexuality. No sex drive or sexuality. And
2: basically, it's a game about a black man. But now you're picking up all these white White playboys. Yeah, yeah. Then you're just like, but why? Like, Mm. this has nothing to do with the plot of the game at all. Coming for our women, Sean. They're coming. (laughs) We got to have a collectible.
0: Yeah.
1: We saw some of this like with like Spec Ops: The Line a little bit, where we have basically a game that's clearly. Bifurcated into aims and goals, and like the writers want to tell an interesting story, but all they can do is tell it on top of, it, of on,
0: yeah,
1: on top of a framework that is gonna do what it's thing regardless of whether you tell a good story or not. Like, and I think Mafia Three was super helped was helped a lot by its it having a good story. Like, yeah, uh, like so many like Black Twitter people and like Black games people have just been like talking about the game and clearly have. Picked it up. Even people on like non games podcasts, like the Read, which is an awesome podcast. Like Kid Fury is a big gamer, and he like been talking about this game nonstop. He's like, get to shoot KKK, and everyone's like, what? And like everyone like Hold went out bought PS4s and played the game, and it's like, it's a you know that is a huge draw, and 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 it's kind of allowed the the mechanics to coast, you know. Like and it's the same thing with like Spec Ops, where it's like, you know. The mechanics suck, but we're commenting on the fact that the mechanics suck. Yeah.
0: Therefore, it's like we're talking about it more pretty, advanced. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's this just kind of triggered a thought. Did Was there any? I'm asking openly. Was there any like white panic journalism around this thing? Like, I'm pleasantly Not surprised. Any that I didn't, places. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that I didn't pick up on any like. Well, what is this? Like, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that you know basically the same. What is his the the lawyer that was picking on oh, GTA for Jack whatever Jack the fuck his Thompson. name is Jack out yeah like that he his like sexual obsession wasn't basically uh, brought back into a context of race and race like I'm pleasantly surprised that this game maybe it's because it just didn't sell very well or flew under the it's radar or something okay. actually yeah. the, I mean
2: actually I had my own brush with quote unquote journalism with a writer uh, who was Asian mm-hmm. who was writing for the Washington Post mm-hmm. about how. Uh, How they took a risk by making a game with a black protagonist, and I took her to town on email, and she actually, like, because I I sent her, like, I wrote, like, a long thing, and I sent her, like, I didn't, like, I didn't put her Twitter, because I don't ever, like, dogpiling on Twitter, so I just pretty much just talked about the article and then i tweeted at her i was like hey i got issues with this article email me here's my email and she did and then i wrote this long thing i was just like i was just like you do understand that one of the best selling open world games of all time is san andreas with an all black cast and it's co-written by a black person also okay. and i just dug in and she was just like oh cool I'm like, no, but your article title's wrong. Like, change it. Like, change your article. Like, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, delete it. You have Because this yeah. is like my whole journey is telling people black people on covers of games, black people making games, uh, black people in media, it's proven that this sells well. Oh, yeah. That people come out of the woodwork. Luke Cage was like, like Daredevil 2. Like, Daredevil was a really popular show on Netflix. And Luke Cage, in its first week, almost did as well as Daredevil Season 2, which is nowhere near as good of a show, but no one knows that until they start watching it. Exactly. So they, they were hyped. People were hyped on Daredevil, but people were just fucking hyped on Luke Cage because they were like, yo, black people and Method Man and blah blah blah, and, and Shimmy Shimmy ya, like the, the, the rap song that mm-hmm. all white people want to listen to. <laughs> um, they they went after everything. Yeah. And they even had like Run the Jewels in yeah, like, the like a cover. The variant covers? All the Marvel variant yeah. covers? It's so, all based on
0: hip-hop albums, man.
2: But like they had Run the Jewels in one of the trailers, like a more the the Mike Snow
0: oh yeah, yeah song
2: yeah. Uh, your heart yeah and it was like and that was just like a weird off song so it was like they weren't even playing with like Run the Jewel songs that people knew they were like oh we're gonna B-side go get shit. yeah because because <laughs> Cheo's like like on some next level shit yeah. and the show <laughs> debuted strong like for Netflix. And it was just like, you got a handsome black man, you got just black people all over the place, and then there's idiots on Twitter calling the show racist for not having white people. But still, it's still successful. And, like, Mafia 3, I think, came out and was like a flash in the pan because, well, 2K didn't really promote it well. No, they did uh, not. The, the initial trailers were, I'm gonna kill all of them. And it was just, I, I immediately, I was just like, okay, there's a black person in it, but why does he sound gravelly? Like, they just yeah. went about it in a very video gamey way. So there is no reason for white panic journalism to exist because it's not, like, Mafia 3 is not known for, like, GTA no. level and of, like, popularity. What
0: you're saying right now where my initial question of, like, whose power fantasy is this actually came from. This idea that, like, if there was, I mean, obviously it does represent a style of catharsis that we should experience or should be able to or allowed to experience in a mass market experience. But that's kind of where I was going was this idea that, like, is this even really Lincoln's power fantasy? Is he not? I mean, I'm, I'm saying in fiction now. Yeah. like. Or was he not just aspiring to the sort of Italian mob mentality uh, of organized crime that he basically just wants to fashion himself into? And that, of course, it spills out of fiction into like, well, are power fantasies coming to us from a place that's very sort of heteronormatively like white power fantasy? Now it's being transposed into a black character. Um, and into a context that serves that power fantasy in that black character's most understandable historical mode. Uh, it's incredibly normative. It's inc- incredibly reductive in its own way. It's inc- incredible tokenism, right? It's like yeah. putting something in a very specific context to deliver this, like.
1: Though I think it takes. I mean, but that, that's all yeah. my question was. Oh sure, from. Was I'm just, just like, saying it takes like a much. I mean, like. It takes a wider, a much bigger step than say, yes, you know, an example. that's really terrible which is Bioshock Infinite where they're like (laughs) oh the black person wants power they're the same as the white person (laughs) like this game would have been this game would have been so shitty if it uh, it. does that and it doesn't do that no it
2: doesn't um, (laughs) so there's two things that I've been thinking about a lot that I I keep forgetting uh, because there's so much stuff but like This is absolutely a black man's, like, a black fantasy in, like, the, like, black man's power fantasy in the lore and in the real world, because, like, Ghostface released 12 Reasons to Die, which was a, which is one of the reasons why I'm, like, I, like, kind of laughed at Mafia 3, because it's a movie, it's a game about, it's a, it's a album, rather, it's a short album, not short, but, like, you know, just an hour or whatever that you can listen to, about a black man in the mob, and all the people don't like him because he's black, so then they kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they melt his body down into, like, 12 records, and then he comes back as the ghost face killer. <laughs> and it's, like, really interesting, because it does yeah. a really quick build-up to why they betray him, why they kill him, and then he comes back from the dead and, it's like the and kills it's all of them. So and cool. I'm like, so, I get Mafia 3, but I'm like, Mafia 3, like, did y'all listen to this album? Because this is a really succinct story mm-hmm. that's, like, like, it's, like, revolutionary, just like the album. And then also, around the same exact time, is uh, Frank Lucas... Uh, destroying the mob, like, like he's, like, destroying the mob in business. So, like I don't understand yeah. why this wasn't even brought up, that, like, mm. the whole Vietnam thing, like, no one talked, like, they briefly talked about, like, no one's gonna be doing heroin right. in my thing, but I'm like, but heroin was being run by Frank Lucas at this point, Luke like, exactly, and you're ignoring man. the fact that there is a really powerful black man in New York who is making waves, like, how does, how does, how does this game exist mm. in America in the 60s and not talk like po- with a with a Vietnam vet. It doesn't tackle the Vietnam War. Nope. I mean, the white dude like his 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 dude who does all the mouth piecing talking about it, but like like Lincoln Clay never says he never gets to. Man, I like torture... like yeah. like the white guy is like we were torturing this we were cutting this like old Vietnam Vietnamese lady to pieces mm-hmm. to get this guy to talk. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Clay has no regret for He's any not of this stuff. To that, Lincoln no. Clay. Does not know about the Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam does not exist in like a form that they should. They should be there. Frank Lucas doesn't exist, even <laughs> though like Vito Skeletta exists, even <laughs> though he doesn't need to because it's like stupid video game. Like, like we're gonna keep bringing people back. Whereas like in a Scorsese movie, they don't just bring people back. You know, yeah, like if someone if someone disappears, yeah. they disappear because you can let them disappear. You can let uh, you can let um. Name, the the main guy in like mob Ma- and not mafia Godfather.
0: Uh, oh, uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah, his yeah, character.
2: Yeah. he dies. Like Corian. you're just like fine. He's gone. Mm-hmm. You don't need him again. We're gonna make a third movie. It's gonna be controversial. We don't have any of the people anymore. We're gonna yeah. make this third movie. Like, but this third game is like we're gonna bring back the dude of all the, all all of the things. Yeah, and I'm like, but you're ignoring that like. You're ignoring the time and place of where you are... I think we're still dealing with white history, bullshit.
0: We're still dealing with this fucking... People talk about Lucky Luciano in New York... But never Stephanie St. Clair, right? The woman who ran Harlem. Black woman sticks a fork in her husband's eye... When she tries to prostitute her out... When they first get to New York. Leaves New York. Comes back. Builds a fucking criminal empire in Harlem. And straight up is taking Lucky Luciano down... Storefront by store... This is real facts. Yeah, Taking him down. rung on the ladder by a time. Meanwhile out of pocket paying for full page ads in the local papers telling Harlemites about their voting rights and shit here's a character who's just not even known in New York history it's like this we're living in and we're painting these incredible pictures of for the first time ever inclusion slight diversity no matter how hand fisted it might be at certain times we're painting over whitewashed history you know and in a lot of ways we have to I don't know I guess we are generationally in the process of figuring out what the shapes that were sort of roughed over the details that were We're covered up by all that whitewashing. We're peeling that shit back. I mean, little by little. But yeah, maybe, I I mean, I love in between the both of you sitting, my opinion sitting between (laughs) the both of you, literally, because you're saying, oh man, like AAA, it is a great stride in a lot of ways. Like, this is a market vehicle. This is a piece of industrial and commercial fiction. And it's doing good jobs at cracking that door open. And on the other said, end, we've got I, I said like said a lot of the
2: same things. Yeah, but then I, I just also love AAA games are bullshit. Exactly,
0: <laughs> and I love I love the point of what I heard yeah. from one of the points that what I heard from you was saying that oh we should be expecting more from these vehicles, and I th- I do agree with both of those. I think opinions. Yusuf agrees with that though. I think we're all pretty yeah. much like, like, like you, you it. You Damn exactly. it, I'm not trying to make difference, guys. this is for the cast. No, everybody,
2: everybody's always like, yo, but MLK was was Professor Xavier. And, and Malcolm X was Magneto, and he's a villain, and he wants to destroy all the people. And I'm like, if you actually pay attention to history, they, they came violent. to the same yeah. ideas, and that's why they were murdered. <laughs> because they were both like, actually, white people, black people on the low end got the same problems, and boom. Exactly. And then you got Stokely Carmichael that was like in the middle of like, it was more about how they represented themselves to the people. Mm-hmm. I think Yusuf has more patience
1: <laughs> ah, okay.
2: with the game. And, like, you willing to relish, whereas I'm work like, I spent most of my Christmas break working on my own video game that's trying to break all this stuff. I don't have time to play a game where they leave money bags behind or, like, same thing. It's not just this game, though. It's, like, no, it's Heavy not. Rain. It's definitely. Like, not. the little kid eats a plate of food, but all the food's still on the plate when he leaves the table. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be having this intimate thing with your kid who's supposed doesn't to be exist, eating, man. but the whole moment doesn't exist because nobody pays enough attention to delete the turkey off the fucking plate. <laughs> or that, like, if you give your kid a frozen pizza versus turkey, it doesn't actually change the story, whereas frozen pizza is more neglectful than, like, actually making your kid a dinner. Like, video games just have these creators that, like... And, and I think, talking about, like, the whitewashing, it's like... This is my problem. It's like, when they're like, yo, Charles Webb, he's, like, writing this game, it's like, A... Hey, go to Terminal 13, whatever, Hangar 13's page, it's seven white men, yeah, which means that they're all heads of departments, which means that there are no black people, brown people, and or women, or gender non-conforming people that run jack shit at this company. This company is under 2K. I was at, uh, or at Take-Two, rather. I was at Rockstar when Strauss Zelnick, who's still in charge of Take-Two as a CEO, and Ben Fetter, who left, they got... Wage per month raises that meant that they were making more per month than I was making per year, yeah. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. And I was at a meeting, like I was at like our holiday party where Strzelczyk at like the Take Two party where he like took credit for like having an awesome year, the year that GTA 4 came out, the year that I spent seven days a week sometimes yeah, working on videos burned, that. The videos are what sell the things, right? It's like marketing that sells the thing. Also, the 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 ghost of GTA's past is what sells the sure. GTA. Like like Momentum. people are just like people are just like, you wouldn't add new GTA. Even investors are like, you want that new GTA coming out. <laughs> when like, then you new at- Like people, like when, when LA Noir was a thing and I was at E3, people would come up and be like, When's GTA 5 coming out? I'm like, have you even seen one trailer yet? <laughs> no? No, no? A year after a year the first trailer, TX. man. Like they are thirsty. Um mm-hmm. so it's like So, but you have, like, white people at the top of everything, they're not going to take risks. Like, even, like, GTA V, I have not played it, uh, I've only worked on it a little bit, and, uh, like, it's not revolutionary, because it's, like, even a backstep from San Andreas. Like, San Andreas was, like, a mostly black cast, co-written by a black guy. DJ Pooh's not even, like, he's part of the game, but he's not a co-writer on the game, because, like, you know people at the top are like oh we don't need these people anymore so they move mm-hmm. on
0: that system they we told a black story now. yeah we
2: told <laughs> yeah. a black story so now we're gonna yeah. shoehorn the black dude in the side yeah. like i have my own theory that like gta3 is about one white man in his middle 40s who's like like he's in midlife crisis yeah and so franklin is the black man that he wants to be he's like the cool hip guy who does all the stuff that he's like yeah that's like what i'd like to be that's, like, the, like, white ideal is, like, be cool, be black, yeah. um, be, like, a criminal like that guy, like, play hip-hop and do all this stuff. And then there's the crazy uh, hillbilly id. Like, none of these people exist except for except for Michael. That's a cool thing. Like, so, like, because but, if, but, like, if you <laughs> have like to that. look at all the ingredients that come from it, like, who wrote it? Like like a, it was a rich, uh, was a rich white man who bought Truman Capote's house, like, mm-hmm. who wrote this thing. He cut the black man out of the top. Like, maybe he didn't want to be there. You need to find another one. You can't just do it all by yourself. So
0: dope. I like that, man. Like,
2: so it's like, I mean, I'm giving a talk at GDC about, like, all this stuff. And, like, I just started stumbling on, like, Ed Weinberger. Yes. Who, like, yep, yep, yep. co-founded the Cosby Show and, like, uh, Amen. I don't know why. Like, I was just, I always get the Amen theme song. <laughs> and it's like, you know, they got, like, side characters from, like, uh, All in the Family or whatever getting their own shows. And, like on all in the family, Archie Bunker's the bad guy. You know this, but then there's people in the country that don't know it. But like they still make the black people strong on those shows. And then you get like Ed Weinberger who wrote for like who wrote for comedians and he talked about how he was just a dumb like white kid and then he like hung out with these comedians and like worked really hard to sell them their jokes. So then he went around with them in the civil rights era when it was not popular for a white nope, guy nope. to be supporting a black guy or working for a black guy and that's how he learned and that's how he was able to get be one of the most prolific like producers in like the 80s and 90s yeah. for TV shows like writing jokes for Richard Pryor all this stuff like Interesting. he did his time to, genuinely to yeah I just stumbled in all this in stuff culture. recently yeah. while doing all this research and I'm just yeah. like that's why like Mafia 3 it's like just having seven having when you have two black men <laughs> one who's named Blackman who's a white guy at yeah. the top <laughs> and then you have Charles Webb, like, Charles Webb can't make moves, you can't expect him to because, yeah. like, him just existing feels like a lot of, uh, like you need a black writing team to yeah. work on this game, and you need a few white people to be in there and, like, you know, help, but you can find lead, because you can find lead black writers to do stuff, we have it in all these other yeah. shows that yeah. you were talking about, like, yeah, like, we're starting to get to a point where black people are starting to get a little bit more uh, effort, like, a little bit more power, but, like, Black exploitation came from giving black people money. And like when we talk about power fantasies, it's like Shaft was a Shaft black was a man's bl- yeah, power fantasy. Absolutely. And to the point where he fucks all the women mm-hmm. but like gets to just pick up a white one and be like, Yeah, we're we're one. gonna go do this thing, but I got my I got my black lady over here. Like like that's like that's like the black male fantasy, like black exploitation movies, a lot of these movies. Um, and this game doesn't even Atten- like doesn't even get close to like a Shaft level approach no, of stuff all. like that no, and it's no. just like but people identify with shit. the
1: violent part yes yeah. but I'm just saying like <laughs> but like having guys. like
2: the cool black guy like yeah. that's like what they left out and it's yeah, like yeah he's not cool and it's because they tried <laughs> to keep them the John Cena of the game and it's yeah. just, it just doesn't make any sense for him to have no ideas and even when you make an idea like when you choose an idea for him to tell somebody he doesn't have like a forceful opinion no, no. he just says we're gonna do this yeah. it doesn't matter blah blah and I'm like you work uh, for me now. Well, the fucker, like, like, you got some weird form of nihilism that doesn't come from being a black person in yeah, the 60s. You exactly. You got like, you got, from like being video a video game, video game protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Video yeah. game nihilism, where, yeah, exactly. I'm not where, really a character. Yeah, and I mean, Austin Walker free. talked about that about Mafia, oh, no, about Watch Dogs, too. Mm-hmm. About how that game just goes from being, like, sensitive to turning into, like, this video game nihilism. And it seems to be this thing where it's like the main character can't care about anything. Yeah. But it's like, why did, like, We watch movies where we identify with characters all the time. Why can't we play as a character that we that that we identify with? That's well well written. Risk averse,
0: right? The the industry might be really, really risk averse. And from a narrative perspective, specifically, ludologists, I think won that debate. Like games are about playing, quote unquote. I'm making finger quotes to all listeners at home. And I'm I'm not saying that this is the correct answer. I'm just trying to put. I don't know. No, no.
2: I'll say as someone in that scene, like nobody's won yet. We're still. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no, nobody's won. But But what I
0: feel like is that it it seems as though we're so afraid (laughs) to have a lead narrator or a protagonist that is... No, no, not always. Not always. But by and large, we are the silent, masked, often, you know, power fantasy come screaming to life or whispering to life with the minimum amount of narrative uh, that is needed or necessary to make that, you know, protagonist a, a font of your own self. Deadly like, Premonition does it, though. Deadly Premonition does and it. That's Deadly why we need a weird-ass game, but, right? But Deadly Premonition
2: has a guy who just, like, talks to himself. Or Alan Wake And he likes Movies and stuff And you learn a little bit About him And you're like Ah this guy's great Like I like driving In that game Because you don't need Another person He talks to himself himself. (laughs) He talks to himself Where he's just like Hmm yeah. There was this movie, like I just, I'm just, you're like, you're like train of thought as opposed to trying to have like a in depth conversation while you're trying to watch the role. It's like, and so I just want more of that. Oh, yeah. I do
0: too. Yeah, I'm not saying that it can't be done yeah. or hasn't been done. I'm just thinking like the majority of the experiences that we play tends to be someone who is under explained or under narrated at best. As Absolutely. Protagonist. Yeah. I think
1: there's definitely like ways that we, we all agree that um, Mafia Three could shed some of the of the baggage that it seems unnecessarily attached to, and like that that's a lot of the stuff that that brings it down. But it does. Still also, really cool. yeah, I really appreciate um, what what it brings to the, what it does bring to the table. Yeah. That's new. Absolutely.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah. This, we've gone way over budget yeah, on this one. Video it. game was hour it, and a half. Really was, cool. a good yeah, it was a really good. And Sean, thank you so much, man, for coming yeah. through. Really added a whole. That's bunch That's the of problem money.
2: when you invite me on something; it'll go over by at least. <laughs> I can talk for two hours by myself. Uh, you have found kin in. You're us, the deadly
1: premonition protagonist. Right we always I <laughs> start. I
2: just started. No, I like. I started my own podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, which awesome. I need to get back to. Plug. You should. Yeah. It's, it's the new challenger podcast. It only has four episodes, but it went. It got shorter as I kept working on it. Like it was like an hour and a half, and then it was like. 48 minutes, and I was like, I felt pretty good. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so what I would do is, like, actually one of the things I'm trying to work on something about, like, the race problems in Japanese games. That's Mm -hmm. like a... But I wanted to make this, like, one big episode and then I was like nah man start breaking it down and start focusing on things so that people have time to digest sure. maybe even like make it a lesson plan or something because like, cool. yeah but so yeah an hour and a half for three people is not too no big. it's not bad at all no in <laughs>
0: fact we might even we'll, this will be our longest episode yet I'll try to edit it down but yo thank you guys so much as always for listening uh, yep. we also shout out Old School Brian, yeah, thanks we Brian on the last one oh. um, but for the, <laughs> for theme, the music uh, yeah. amazing check him out on Twitter at Old School Brian Sean thank you so much again um, Yousef, always a pleasure. For yeah, be good. Cheers, y'all. Till next time.